This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today is the second episode in a series on building an effective exercise program that yields predictable and sustainable results. The information I'm providing you is based on almost two decades of research and experience in the field of human performance. And today I'm focusing on the warm-up and how this is one of the most significant failure points I see in executing an exercise program that works. There are so many benefits to warming up that people miss out on. And I think you'll be surprised at how just dedicating 10 minutes to this will dramatically improve the effectiveness of your session and really how you feel and move in general. But before we get started, if you enjoy listening to The Blueprint, would you please take a few moments and hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on as this is one of the best ways that you can support the podcast. One more thing, I want to make it really clear that before you start a new exercise program or make significant adjustments, please consult with your doctor first. My goal is to give you information that you need to improve your health, well-being, performance. But There's a lot of personal factors to consider when architecting an exercise program that maybe you and your doctor only know. So, let's dig in. Your exercise session doesn't begin when you lace up your shoes and run out the door or grab weights at the gym. It begins with how you prepare both physically and mentally for the session. The warm-up is the most overlooked and maybe the most important part of your exercise session. As we age, more of our workout should be warm-up type of exercises. Why? Because they improve mobility, balance, muscle tone, and things like joint integrity, all of which are things that as we age, go out the window. Bending over and touching your toes while talking to your friends won't get the job done. And if you want to prevent injury and continue to enjoy exercise and physical activity, this is an absolute must. Let's start with what the research has to say, and then I'm gonna give you four practical things you should include in every workout, and a fifth component to consider if you're doing explosive exercises like Olympic lifting, medicine ball throws, or sprinting. Also, if you engage in combative training like jujitsu or martial arts, the fifth component will be very, very important in preventing injury. One of the primary outcomes you are looking for with warming up is increasing your body temperature. Increasing your body temperature impacts a ton of physiological processes, and I'm going to break a few of those down for you right here. When you increase muscle temperature, you also increase muscle metabolism and the availability of different biochemical substrates to fuel your exercise session. So if you're doing activities requiring strength or power or intense interval training, this is critical as you'll be tapping into glycogen stores and your phosphocreatine system and increasing muscle metabolism is going to make these bioenergy substrates more readily available. Another thing that happens when you increase your body temperature is you improve oxidative metabolism, which means you use oxygen more efficiently to produce energy. This leads to improved overall performance and more specifically, improved aerobic efficiency. So if you're a runner or cyclist or just doing a class at your local gym, this is going to be really important because you'll get more oxygenated blood to your tissues, which has a cascading impact on things like heart rate, respiration rate, and a host of other things. Essentially, you'll be able to work harder with less effort. Next, increasing temperature changes your muscle fiber performance. You can produce more power and more force 
and the muscle will actually be able to relax more efficiently between contractions, which is critical for global exercise performance. Next, from a neurological standpoint, you're activating your central nervous system and peripheral nervous system more effectively. The central nervous system is the brain and the spinal cord, and the peripheral nervous system is all the nerves extending out to your muscles. I want to make a really important note here. Your muscles are really just a dumb piece of meat. There is no such thing as muscle memory. The nervous system innervates or like goes into the muscle and tells the muscle when to contract. And we can go down that pathway some other time, but I just want you to know that. And an effective warm-up ramps up what's called motor unit recruitment and coordination between muscle groups, all of which are fantastic for balance and overall coordination and producing power. Outside of the physiological benefits, there are a host of mental benefits to warming up. A good warm-up slowly ramps up the intensity, which will help you transition from whatever was going on in your day before you started exercising to the session itself. So like when you go into the gym and you just like tie your shoes up, kind of touch your toes, move around a little bit and get working out, like it takes a while to move into where you're super focused. A good warm-up takes you from zero to 100 in a very progressive manner. As you warm up, you are ramping up your sympathetic nervous system. There's two parts to your autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic system. The sympathetic system is the go system. You start dumping catecholamines into your blood, your blood pressure goes up, you start shifting blood away from your gut to your working musculature. This is where you want to be when you're training. This is good. Your focus will begin to narrow and you'll be able to direct your efforts to the session itself. Now, I don't know about you, but it's really nice to disconnect and separate from the worries of the day when you exercise. That's part of the reason I do it. Everyone has their own happy place. And for me, that's the gym, the mat, or really like when I get on a bike. It's therapy for me. I process so much of what's going on in life in a non-threatening way when I exercise. And I often come up with my best ideas for work and different things when I'm not focused on work, when I'm exercising. And by warming up, I'm able to transition from whatever crud was going on to a great session it kind of sets my mind free okay now that we covered a little bit of the physiology i want to break down the warm-up itself there are four steps to warming up that everyone should implement with a fifth optional step which i talked about earlier for those engaging in power speed activities or combat related activities first is heart rate elevation. The objective is to prepare your tissues, to raise your core temperature, and to start narrowing your focus. You can spend about anywhere from three to five minutes on this. I recommend doing non-specific body movements such as general calisthenics like jumping jacks or jump rope or the elliptical or incline treadmill walking. The key is it's very general in nature, You could do some light jogging if you wanted. You just want to start breaking a sweat. You want to kind of get your core temperature up three degrees. Now, nobody's going to be measuring your temperature during this time, but you should feel like, okay, I'm starting to get hot, starting to sweat. If you're going outside and it's cold weather, do this before you go outside, okay? You want to get a little bit sweaty. The second part of the warm-up is anatomical movements. And the objective here is to increase your range of motion and to prepare your joints for loaded movements or more intensive movements. Have you ever thought or felt that it takes longer for your joints to warm up compared to your muscles? Well, the reason for this is that unlike muscles, joints don't receive direct blood flow. In order to prime your joints for training, you need to push fluid into the joints to lubricate the joint surfaces. You can 
accomplish this by performing more specific exercises that target joints and the way that they move. So for instance, to improve the flexion and extension of your knee, you may want to perform flexion extension and rotational patterns like knee circles to improve this specific range of motion. I suggest performing a wide variety of movements. So for instance, shoulder rolls, trunk rotations, side bends, neck rotations, moving from small to bigger movements. So you could do small little arm circles moving forward and then move to big arm circles moving forward. Small little micro circles backwards to big movements backwards. As you perform these movements, you'll notice that your range of motion will increase and you'll feel like your body's opening up. So if you have some joints that are a little bit achy or maybe arthritic, you're going to want to spend some specific time warming those areas up. I'm talking like things like doing wrist rotations and flexion and extension of the elbows and making like egg beater patterns with your elbows. Ankles, flexion, extension, rotation of the ankles. Most people do not do this. And this is like one of the secrets to an effective warm-up. You should spend anywhere from three to five minutes on this, depending on how old you are and what joints are hurting you. The third part of an effective warm-up is what I call activation. The objective with the activation component is to increase the efficiency of your movements and to improve muscle tone. In order to improve the tone of the muscle, which determines its ability to react to external stimulus or to protect a joint or to increase power output, you need to ramp up the intensity of what you are doing, otherwise you are risking injury. If you go from the street into the gym and put a bar on your back and start squatting or start doing heavy anything, you're going to put yourself at a massive risk for injury. The intensity of movements and exercises can be increased by adding resistance. So you can go from your body weight, let's say doing body weight lunges, to maybe adding a little bit of weight. You can use bands, starting to gradually increase the speed of the movement, or performing specific types of exercises such as isometrics. The term isometrics is a combination of the Greek word isos, which means equal, and metria, which means measuring. During an isometric exercise, the joint angle doesn't change, but a contraction is still taking place. So for example, holding a push-up position with the elbows bent at 90 degrees is an isometric contraction. You're not going anywhere, but you can definitely feel it. Isometric contractions increase force production by increasing the number of muscle fibers that fire. This is called motor unit recruitment. And increasing the rate of firing, which is called rate coding. So for instance, let's say you're going into the gym to perform an upper body weightlifting session. You could perform an isometric push-up for a few sets, starting with like five-second hold, maybe then a 10-second hold, and maybe a 20-second hold. Or you could do a dumbbell roll, holding the row in an arm flex position where the dumbbells pull to your body for 5, 10, 15 to 20 seconds. While you're doing it, you want to contract your muscles as hard as you can to increase motor unit recruitment. And let me tell you something, you are going to be shocked at how much effort this takes, but when you're done, it's going to feel like your muscles are just on, not just on fire, but they are like energized and ready to contract. This is a great time also to target often injured area of your bodies with exercise like bird dogs or ab adduction raises for your groin and glute med. Um, if you've never seen this, I used to call these Jane Fondas for any child of the 80s. You can Google this or go on YouTube. You can find plenty of videos. The fourth part to executing a complete warm-up is doing dynamic flexibility exercises. 
The goal with dynamic flexibility is to improve your range of motion across multiple joints under load. And this can take anywhere from one to three minutes depending on your goal and the time you have available. Dynamic flexibility exercises should not be done segmentally. Rather, you want to coordinate multiple body segments and move the body in multiple planes, like moving forward, lateral, or reverse directions, or rotating. So for instance, you can do one of my favorite series developed by Vern Gambetta. For This will be for the lower body. And it's a simple multi-planar lunge series. So basically you would perform a series of lunges in a clockwise fashion. So you would lunge forward, lunge forward to a 45 degree angle, lunge lateral, open up to a 45 degree angle and lunge reverse. You would start doing normal lunges, then every time you lunge, you touch your toes. Then you would lunge and raise your arms, and then you would lunge and rotate. So now you're bringing in the hips, knees, and ankles all under load. You can get really creative with this. You could do things like yoga push-ups or inchworms or single leg hip bridges and adding an isometric. The sky's the limit. The fifth and the final step, which is optional, as I mentioned earlier, is called potentiation. And the objective of this is to prime the central nervous system to boost power, speed, and strength. So if you're engaging in Olympic lifting, doing heavy squats or presses or deadlifts, or doing combative sports, I highly recommend it. During this phase, you'll perform exercises with a power or speed component for less than 10 seconds in duration, as you want to prime the nervous system by tapping into the phosphocreatine system, which we'll discuss later. It's one of the three primary energy systems. You'll need to rest fully between sets to maximize output. So an example would be like explosive medicine ball throws. You would do like three to five medicine ball slams or three to five rotational med ball throws against the wall as hard as you can or light jumping exercises moving in multiple planes and directions. So let's recap the four phases of an effective warmup. Heart rate elevation to get your core temperature up. You want to spend three to five minutes there, whatever it takes to get hot and sweaty. Second part, anatomical movements to push fluid into your joints and to improve mobility. Part three, activation to improve muscle tone of movement efficiency. The fourth part is dynamic flexibility to increase the range of motion of multiple joints under load. And then the fifth and final option is potentiation to prime your nervous system to boost power, speed, and strength. You can spend about three minutes, you know, one to three minutes on each one of these. 10 to 12 minutes is probably all you need. Now you might be wondering, why didn't you mention foam rolling or static stretching or percussive devices? Well, there's a reason for that. I'll be covering these topics one at a time over the coming months. And trust me, by the time you finish this series, you will be loaded with information to 10X your warm-up and your entire exercise program. A few years back, I made a short warm-up manual for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu athletes that covers all five phases of warm-up along with sample videos for each of the five phases. And there's like 50 videos in this short PDF. If you think that would be something that would be helpful for you, do me a favor and go to the show notes and there's going to be a little link to a survey. It takes like two minutes. The sixth question in that survey is, is there anything else you want to tell me? If you write in that blank that you want the warm-up manual, I'll make sure that we get it to you. Look, my goal is to give you as many free resources as possible to improve your health and performance. So if you think this would be valuable, let me know. Last thing, if you've been listening to The Blueprint and it's added value to your life, would you please take a second and leave us a comment and review in the Apple Podcast app as this will help us reach more people with the message of The Blueprint. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.